are now entering the Brooks. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello, you're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm the other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Glad to be here with you, Kevin Held. I'm glad to be here with you too, Jason T. Gaffney. How are you this week? I'm doing quite well. Thank you very much for asking. I am high-pants and fast-talking. I'm glad to hear it, buddy, daddy, daddy, daddy-o. <laughs> I thought you were calling me daddy like in the gay community, and I was like, okay, I guess I've reached that age. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, daddies are notoriously high-waisted, I guess. I also, my hair is graying. Thanks, uh, world. You're, thanks, world. It's not the world that did that to you. More and more young people are going gray earlier from the high stress. I don't know if that's true. I think more and more young people are embracing their gray at an earlier age. That's fine. I've been going gray since my 20s, so. I have been going gray since I will not admit to it. That means he's gray, folks. All right. I have That's our grays. time. I have gray. That's <laughs> our time. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way older than you, but actually I do have a lot fewer gray hairs, I would have to say. Yeah, I am almost a silver fox. <laughs> so you're a daddy and you're a silver fox and I'm desperately clinging on to my youth. Okay, that's how we are. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And uh, we are going to jump right to the bright spot, right? Is that okay? Yeah. Come on, Twink. All give right. Us our, give us our topic. <laughs> yes, Daddy. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I should say, how are you? I'm good. How Great. are you? All right. The bright spot. Um, we are going to talk about this week is, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Other than the fact that we're both like manic schizophrenic tonight. We are a we're... little bit, and this should this should bode well for the energy of the show. Okay. It's great. It's yeah. great. All right. The bright spot this week, I'm actually excited to talk about it because uh, it's a cause that's very near to me and my husband, our family. I love um, it. The bright spot is Linda Brown of Springfield, Missouri. Okay. She and her husband have, uh, for years, they've organized sort of an in-home homeless shelter for people okay. to come like nightly to get food and showers and, and play games and have karaoke and stuff just like in their own home. But seeing how much need there was in Springfield, Missouri, for a solution to their homeless problem, she and her husband raised $4.78 million and purchased an abandoned mobile home property. With the money, they bought it and they installed tiny homes. And there are 31 tiny homes on the property. And they are all fully let to formerly homeless people who pay $300 a month in rent for an entire home, a, you know, fully furnished 400 square foot home. And they have a community center there. Most of the people, so they pay $300 a month, but they're also plugged into government assistance that's over $900 a month. So there's, it's not, you know, it's not like, hey, you're homeless and welcome. Now start paying us money, right? It's not even, it's a, just a fraction of what they're getting while they get on their feet and, and move so out great. of the place, right? Yeah. So it's part of this, you know, roofed first policy, right? Because the idea is that you can't really tackle the homeless problem without getting the people who are on the street 
housed as fast yeah. as possible. And then you start to deal with their underlying issues and help them that way. But as long as they're on the street, there's nothing you can do, really, for them in a long-term solution way, right? So this one project has gone so well. It's called Eden Village in Missouri, right? It's gone so well that they are planning another one. They've already they've raised money and purchased another area like this, and they're going to put more homes on there. And they're also planning another 80-home project in Springfield. They hope to have five different projects in Springfield, housing over 200 people who were formerly homeless. It's gone so well that there's one other, based on their model, there's another project just like it in um, North Carolina, and there are 35 other communities that are planning communities like this based on this model. I love this. Yeah. So the reason it's near and dear to us is that, you know, my husband's a property manager who works with the homeless community. And so it's very important to him. I saw this today that that came up. I mean, I think she's an absolute hero. She worked in real estate for 13 years and has such a big heart. And she saw a problem and she's searching for real sustainable ways to fix it. And Linda Brown of Springfield, Missouri is the bright spot this week. Thanks, Linda. Yeah. And that's the last moment that I will be sincere for this hour. <laughs> um, first, Linda, amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get depressed. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the, yeah, that, we like to start off on a very, you know, we call it the bright spot. It's a bright note. It's a happy note. And then for some time, Jason attempts to ruin my entire existence, as the world <laughs> has done to his hair. And I ah, attempt rude. to deal with that and try to come out still okay on the other side. I have very straight hair. There's not much I can do with it. Only thing about you that is. Oh. I just mean the world has turned you gray. That's what I meant. Oh, the grayness. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Okay. I thought you were talking about my hairstyle. No, 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 which no, is no. Your hairstyle is all tragic. your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> I can say it because I also have very straight white person hair. Training. Training. Okay. I, I have no guess yet. Dreams. Uh, training in dr- maybe a hypnosis situation. You won for that? Uh, this is when Miss America showcased her talent as being able to hypnotize you while you sleep. That's right, Kevin. We're going to talk about the world of sports, oh. or more specifically, the world of unusual sports. Oh, like... Miss America pageant that's, talent That's not a, that's not a sport. That's not a sport. That's well, a pageant. There's so many things that are sports that shouldn't be. I've been watching a little bit of the Olympics, and that much is clear. Let's talk about the definition of sports, shall we? Okay. I think that that's useful because it apparently can be fucking anything. <laughs> Quote from Wiki. Quote, sport pertains to any form of competitive physical activity or game that aims to use, maintain, or improve physical ability and skills while providing enjoyment to participants and, in some cases, entertainment to spectators. Okay. So, do you play many sports yourself? Or have you? Um, I'm quite athletic, and I do enjoy sports, mm-hmm. but I'm also quite competitive, mm. which means that I tend to be dangerous. <laughs> When playing more physical sports. Okay. Because I will mow a bitch down. (laughs) And 
the leagues I'm in, you should not mow a bitch down. So what sports have you played in which you mowed bitches down? I briefly played soccer. Uh-huh. That one was not cute. No, not not when you're, you know, you're so sanctioned to kick things, but not the other players. It's so hard. It really is. Yeah. Also, baseball. Um, it's quite Again, good. you're carrying around a club. That's that's just that's a terrible you know or cocktail. Throwing balls, swinging bats, mm-hmm. pitching, catching. I don't know how I turned out gay. <laughs> um, I have never done it, but I do enjoy the premise of wrestling. Oh sure, I would watch wrestling all day. <laughs> but I also feel like I would enjoy it. Oh sure, a little too much. Yeah. Uh, also, hockey. I really get into the fights. Oh, God. Okay. I, I don't know why. I I think I I'm know not, why. You're I'm not sick. a fan of fighting in general. I'm actually very much a pacifist. But uh-huh. with hockey, I'm like, kick his ass! Well, sure. With hockey, it's like part of the, part of the plan. You know? I'm like, don't fight clean. Pick up your stick and beat him. Yeah, like, if your gloves are still on, this is not even, this doesn't even fucking count. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> Do you consider billiards or do you consider pool a sport? Yeah. Great. So pool was the reason for my one ever sports related injury. (laughs) I, what? Well, I, okay. So I'll tell you, um, I was on a gay pool league when I was in New York. Okay. And we would, we, we were the dugout. That was our home bar, bar on the, on the very West side. And uh, then there were, we would play other bars teams. You know, we'd go to different bars that had pool tables and play. We, our gays would play their gays and we'd just go all around. Well, we were at the lesbian bar and they were oh. kicking our ass. But then okay. we, we had a nice rally. And then it was the last game of the match. And it was down to the eight ball on the last game where whoever won, won yeah. the whole match, right? What a scandal. I know. And our lesbian was playing their lesbian. It was amazing. Well, our, our one lesbian was playing one of their lesbians, and she won. Our lesbian won, <laughs> my teammate. <laughs> she sunk the eight ball, and I was so excited. I jumped off of my stool, not knowing that the, the ceiling of the bar was just right above me, because in front of me, it looked really high, but right above me, it lowered, and I was like sitting by a hallway. where So I slammed with my full force of jumping into the... <sighs> ceiling with my head and I got a concussion playing pool and I wasn't even playing pool I was just watching you got a concussion spectating I pool I had to go to the hospital it was <laughs> <laughs> it was very embarrassing I I laugh only because I have literally jumped into a chandelier and okay. broken it yeah exactly at with Magianos what? with yeah, at the Magianos here at the at the Grove. Was it like over your table, or was it extremely high in the air? Uh, it was it was in the room, and I I just I was joking. We it was a, it was the end of musical party. Like we were oh, all going out for dinner, and I was like being crazy. fancy, and I was like, and then I'm going to do a dance like this, and I jumped right into the chandelier, <laughs> and like all these beads fell off, <laughs> and I was like. I was like, who puts a chandelier this low? And everyone <laughs> was architects. like, that's not the right response at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those have to be like coded for safety by inspectors. They, it was fine. The chandelier was in the right place. Your head, I mean, not so much. here's the thing. I'm just a great jumper. You are, you can, you're a gazelle, Jason. You're like a gazelle. <laughs> 
I have giant eyes like a gazelle. Anyway, All right. that's the times we hit our heads into things. Now, what else? <laughs> so Now we you know what can, sports are. You can have sports where it is either a single person competing or whole teams of people competing together. Oh, yes, that, that is clear. For example, remember how we talked about the spelling bee? Yeah. Most spelling bees tend to be a single person, but I was part of a three-person spelling bee, mm-hmm. which is why Where the I other won. two completely carried you. Yes, <laughs> but I still have the fucking medal. <laughs> so, so is a spelling bee a sport? Is that what you're saying? I would say that if chess is a sport, it isn't. It is. It isn't. If pool is a sport, it is. It is. Well, at least there's a physical activity both... going on. Chess, there's no physical activity. You have to move those pieces. Uh, so, the point is, it's similar. Okay, sure, all right. Sports have been around for almost as long as we have been alive. Uh, you and me? Sports have been species. around since the early 80s? <laughs> late uh, 70s, late, late 70s. 70s, I get yeah. it, I get it, yeah. ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm younger. Um, one article I read... <laughs> you know, if I one... kill you, you always will be... <laughs> One article I read on StadiumTalk.com mentioned that there are cave drawings of wrestling from back in 3000 BCE. Did you enjoy the cave paintings of wrestling a little too much? I didn't get to see them. I was like, at least show a picture. Yeah, you were looking at real porn by then. I really like, by the way, like old like Greek art of wrestling because they like show everything. And sometimes sure. it's a lot more like, is this wrestling or just sex? No, that's just sex. That's an orgy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I've seen many wrestlers. I've not seen a penis that size while wrestling. <laughs> so, all right. In addition to that, it mentioned that the first Olympic Games were in 760 BCE, mm-hmm. and it was only a foot race. That was the only thing that happened at that Olympic Games. The marathon? No. Just one race. We're not sure. And it has evolved until this year. They have allowed in skateboarding. So I think we should go backward now. Skateboarding is absolutely a sport. I know it's a sport. It just doesn't feel like an Olympic sport to me. If it's an ribbon X Games dancing, sport. I'm sorry. If ribbon dancing is an Olympic sport, then I don't like that ribbon dancing is a sport either. It, it it's a valid sport. It's a sport, but I know. I mean, but I mean, why are there girls or men of? Why is there anyone in any country? who is ribbon dancing with a dream. Like, that seems insane to me. Why have we set up society in such a way that you can ribbon dance for a purpose? That's crazy to me. I've got a ribbon and a dream. <laughs> and all roads lead to Tokyo. <laughs> well, the aptitude test said you should be an accountant. Yeah. No. Da-da-da-da. Um, <laughs> next time I see you, I'm going to fucking ribbon dance. Oh, great. So, all right. I figured basically this week that we could use an episode on sports because of the Olympics. The Olympics are happening right now. But there's actually a whole bunch of sports that aren't represented at the Olympics. And I think that they might be slighted. Okay. They're being shafted. (laughs) In in a sporty way? They're being wrestled by the Olympics. (laughs) Shafting. Now, there should be a good sport. (laughs) Man. I was going to give you a 10, but that last thrust was just a little off. 9.8. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad, yeah. Really not bad. (laughs) So, all right. Let's start with a really fun sport that I found, all right? Okay. It's called bog snorkeling. 
bug snorkeling. That sounds yes on its face. That sounds horrifying. Is it, it exactly what it sounds like? So we'll get there. Can you guess what year it started? Bog snorkeling. Uh, six hundred and forty-two. No, it started actually very close to the year of your birth. Oh, so sixteen forty-three. <laughs> That's you're old vampire. Um, uh, so- I think they got it. I think they got it when I made the joke about myself. I think they did. <laughs> I really wanted to drive the point home. Okay. Uh, well, it's a I'll new do the sport same called thing, rubbing like it in. Just like a fucking steak to a vampire. <laughs> so bog snorkeling started in 1976. Oh, that's not that close to when I was born. <laughs> Isn't it three years? It's so much longer ago that I was born. So it's apparently a very fun sport. It sounds wonderful. Contestants have to swim in a peat bog Ugh. for 120 yards. Okay. The catch is that you can't use your arms, I guess. What? I don't think you're allowed to use your arms. How what how do you get across? Just so your feet? You need to use the flippers on your feet and the snorkel stick thing to breathe. Ugh. That sounds horrifying. And you go as fast as you can. You're just like, I gotta get across this bog. And you get bonus points if you find a cadaver from the seventeen hundreds. <laughs> it's a dead body. Um <laughs> So, they actually have a whole website devoted to their championship. I'm sure they do. And it has a counter on the website of how many days until the next competition. Oh, my God. And I guess it, like, just happened because they're like, it's one year from now. And I'm like, oh, it's not. I know that COVID isn't preventing it from happening because, like, it's outside. No, also because anybody who can get into a bog and snorkel around cannot possibly be killed by COVID. Yeah, they're immune. They have to have immunity, right? Yeah, one of the per- people, like, finished in, like, a minute, 20 seconds. I was like, how are you that fast in Ugh. a bog? Oh, that sounds horrible. You keep running into things like going over Smile Islands. That'd be nuts. <laughs> oh, man, my time would have been great except for that small island. I, you don't know what's in a bog. There's lots of shit in a bog. It's, it's literally a, they dig a trench. It's a straight shot. Oh, a bog trench. Swim down it. That's gross. They're like, get in my bog. God, why the British are so weird. I got a very wet bog that's excited to meet you. I don't want to see your wet bog, Jason. Stop asking me. God, every time we get get together. I need to get into my wet bog and to swim for 120 yards in my wet bog. (laughs) (laughs) At least I'm not dogging, mate. Oh, God. I'd prefer that. That should be a sport. <laughs> I hope they don't find us. I hope they don't find us. We're going for gold. We're going for gold. God, dog snorkeling. Oh, my God. That would, be, that would definitely result in a UTI. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's, you know, the severity of your UTI is what determines the metal system. And the winner is dead. Um, <laughs> the winner's always dead. <laughs> so, all right. Let's move to another fun sport, shall we? Let's do. Another great sport that I found is called bun climbing. Bun climbing. Yep. This is ants climbing up a cinnabun. Nope. When they find it at a mall. Nope. Nope. It's, nope. When I first read this, I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit, I'm already an expert in this sport. I'm oh, so God. excited. What right? is it? Sodomy related? 
No. Okay. It doesn't have anything to do with butts. It was just a lie. Oh. But it's still quite fun and deserves recognition. Okay. So I'm definitely going to mispronounce the name of this, and I apologize. And if anyone knows how to pronounce it, please correct me. Ah, don't uh, worry. The, the Chang Chow Bun Festival is held every year on the fishing island of Cheng Chow oh. in China. Quote from Reuters.com, quote, The Bun Mountains are 60-foot tall steel structures covered with delicious decorative steamed buns and bamboo scaffolding. What? Men compete in a race to climb up the towers and grab as many buns as possible. What? The person with the most buns wins. I must. I must compete in this. <laughs> I also was like... I got the most buns. Make them clap. Make them <laughs> clap. I keep forgetting it's not about those buns. It's, it's really upsetting. That, that's, that is a shame. But, you know, having buns that clap, like really powerful ass, would really help. It with, propels you up the mountain. It definitely helps. And it's personal applause so as you're winning. So do you gather buns as you climb, or are they at the top? So, uh, I'm not quite sure... Basically, what I do know is that it's a sport that you need to qualify. So you have to basically you have to be one of the top twelve to participate. So you have to do like these prior rounds, sure, to, like bun get... prelims. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a bummer. He he doesn't have enough buns. He's not going to make it. If you want to compete in bun climbing, you've got to compete first in the bun howling and bun <laughs> tossing. <laughs> I know how to toss a salad, Papa. No, I know you do, but now you have to learn how to toss buns. <laughs> you so, cocky little teenager, you don't know anything. You think you know everything. You think salads are the same as buns. I know where the cheese spot is. That's important. I'm not going to downplay that. <laughs> so, they actually, what, they, what I do know is that they have to start putting fake buns on the structure to help make sure they don't fall and die. Fake? Do they use the buns to step on or something? Or yeah, they're climbing. They're supposed to be climbing the mountain of buns, and then gathering them as they go. Or we're not sure. I I think so. I like that because then if it's a bun that is required to step on for like someone below you, you just take it. And <laughs> the person below you falls to their death, and <laughs> that's one less person you have to compete with. They're like, no, my sticky bun. No, damn you, buns. um yeah i honestly when i first saw this sport i was like i can get behind this (laughs) what a shock jason can get behind buns (laughs) who didn't know that oh my god i just saw um a while ago back there (laughs) that is of concern Uh i think of wrestling um (laughs) a while ago uh mike bowers Mm-hmm. Sent me a picture of a statue of Perseus. Yes, with big buns. Yes, and I saw this. It, I saw this. Yeah, picture. the thing about the clapping and there's no way he could sneak up on Medusa. Yes, and every now and then it comes back to my my feed, and I I always think fondly of that time that Mike shared that with me the first time. So thank you again. Good job, Mike. That. We um, we we love Perseus's ass. Yes. <laughs> Perse so, ass. All right, we're gonna name him Perse ass. Perse ass as, as a as a shortening. As a, you know, mnemonic to remember that moment. I love it. Let's move to the next sport, shall yes, we? Yes, I will, I will climb down from this mountain of buns, <laughs> which I've been cultivating <laughs> since college. <laughs> so, 
I think this is a sport that you could really excel at. Oh. I, if, I hope it has to do with eating. This sport uh-huh. is competitive sleeping. Oh, no, I would be terrible at this. I'm terrible sleeper. Competitive sleeping? Yes, I said that out loud. No, but I would like to submit my husband, who can sleep any place and through anything. So, according to StadiumTalk.com, it is both an outdoor-indoor sport. Well, sure. If you're going to be a competitive sleeper, excuse me, you can have, you're going to have to do it in a number of situations. And it's also a low-impact sport. Okay. All right. How? <laughs> they this, okay, all another one sport. that's not a sport. <laughs> a low-impact sport. Yes, it's made no impact on the culture. That's the sport. So, quote from StadiumTalk.com, quote, you snooze, you win. <laughs> In 2010, Spain right. <laughs> Spain held its first national siesta championship what? to find the best napper and revive the tradition of taking a nap after lunch. Wow. All you had to do was sleep for a full 20 minutes in the middle of a shopping mall. Uh, how do they determine who's actually asleep and who's pretending to sleep? I don't know. That's crazy. See, if, if we want to pretend to sleep, I could absolutely pretend to sleep for 20 minutes. I think they would know. Maybe they put a monitor on you. What do you think happens when you're sleeping? Like, famously, not a lot. So, like, if you don't do a ton. I, I have done many things in my sleep. You have. And actually, I've been awake next to so many people who are asleep because I'm a terrible sleeper that I know exactly how sleeping people sound. <laughs> And could absolutely mimic it. <laughs> I have been known to hump in my sleep. Oh. Make out in my sleep. So these are the things you tell the person when they when you wake up and they're offended. <laughs> I was sleeping. I have woken up in the morning and Matt has gone, you got frisky last night. Made yeah. out with me for a minute. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And he's like, yes, you did. And I'm like, oh, boy. Wow. Good I'm thing like a, you're sleeping next to your husband. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I just, now I know for sure I cannot sleep next to anyone who is not my husband because I don't know what I do in my sleep. Yeah. I talk a lot. Do you? Yeah. Well, all I can think to say is good luck, Matt. So, <laughs> in 2018, Marpac, which is a company that use, uh, makes white noise sleep machines, Mm-hmm would partner with College Humor and would start the Competitive Sleeping League. Wow. Not a sport. What I read, it looked like the first person who reached REM would win. Really? So I'm not 100% sure if that's how it worked. I mean, that's kind of interesting. But they air it on collegehumor.com. Okay. And it's an actual sport. It isn't, but sure. Yeah, we'll call it it a sport for the purposes of this episode, yes. Let's move on to another sport, shall we? Yeah, because if the thing is, if, if physicality has anything to do with it, this is the absolute opposite of physicality. It's be as still as possible. And, like, the only thing that moves is your eyes. And that's a sport. It is not, but that's fine, because it is, it is for the purposes of this podcast. Let's move on to another sport, shall we? Yes. A real one this time, please. So, we have one that originated in Russia in 2018. Vodka drinking. Is it vodka drinking? Can you guess what the sport is? Vodka drinking. Is it vodka drinking? It's not. Oh. Um, espionage? No. Um, <laughs> despair. 
The Olympics of Despair. These are all great choices, but Thank they you. are not quite what I'm looking it's for. It's borscht throwing. It's called face slapping. Oh, 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 oh I've seen this, actually. <laughs> 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 this is definitely a sport. Yes, absolutely. The only equipment you need is your hand. Uh, not quite. You need a face, too. Quote from StadiumTalk.com, quote, Two men of any size take turns slapping the scents out of each other until <laughs> one taps out or gets floored. Knockouts come fast and furious. <laughs> you take turns on the same person for a while? Yes. Back and forth? Yes. Uh, is there a women's slap league, too? I've not seen a women's slap league, you but I also just men, know right? that women tend to be vastly more practical than Smarter men Smarter than this? <laughs> So, yeah. I just one of the videos I watched though, there was they just kept slapping back and forth and it just it was it was shocking. <laughs> it was shocking. I was like, "Why are you still standing there? He hit you." Like, no. Like really hard, right? No, I've seen I think I've seen a little bit of this. I've watched maybe 13 seconds of one before I was like, "God, I can't watch this." It's so horrifying. Uh, I, I couldn't not watch it because I needed to do research for this episode. I yeah. You do also, so much. You do yeah, so much for us. I it it was upsetting. I'm sorry, Jason. Jason got upset, you guys. Because you guys keep asking for freaking episodes. Both of you keep asking for episodes. <laughs> There's and more Jason, than two. Jason has to do this for you. <laughs> Quote Have a little Bryce. respect. Quote from Vice. This is why his hair is gray, people. Dot com. Because he has to Quote. keep watching these horrible things for you. The rules are simple. You walk up to a white <laughs> table, <say. laughs> stand across from your opponent, and slap his face. Then, if he so chooses to return fire, you take a slap in the face. So he either chooses to or is dead. <laughs> <laughs> The two of you repeat this as many times as necessary until one bows out of the beautiful slap dance, either on your own volition or by being knocked out. God. Also, it seems they put chalk on their hands to dot 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 better show the slap power, I guess. End quote. Oh. Well, I mean, I think that it 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 helps to prevent slippage. If you're slapping a chalked surface, I think it helps to prevent slippage. I watched them put the chalk on, and I can guarantee you it made no difference. <laughs> I think they just like the dust effect, probably. This feels like the person who goes first has a significant advantage, don't you think? Maybe. You know. So, in 2019, the face-slapping champion was Vasily Pelman. So somebody's the ribbon dancing champion of the world and someone's the face slapping champion of the world. This place sucks. His nickname? Yeah. Do you want to know Vasily Pelman's nickname? Oh, absolutely. It's the slapping badger. Dumpling. <laughs> With the emphasis on dumb. <laughs> he was I didn't out- say that. I didn't say that. I, I, the last thing I want to do is offend this guy. <laughs> he would out slap the competition... And would win 30,000 rubles, which equals $470. Oh, oh God, that's not even going to begin to cover the medical expenses for the traumatic brain injury, is it? (laughs) He's fucked. He's Um, fucked. (laughs) Oh, God. 
What's also amazing that to me... math is not good. That's, the purse is not good for you, Vasily. No. What's also amazing to me, though, is that Vice Magazine in 2019, which, it, which I quoted from already, would write a piece on face slapping calling the sport, quote, competitive slapping is the world's greatest sport. Uh, I take that with a grain of salt, I guess. So, basically, the article sang praises to Dumpling, right? So it was just all about how good Dumpling was. Sure, he was standing right over their shoulder going, you write good things about me. So you know what you get. It has two quotes I need to share. The first, quote, Quote, I slapped the shit out of you. You don't say nice things about me. Please believe me when I tell you, Dumpling came to fucking slap. (laughs) (laughs) Dumpling slaps. He totally slaps. And uh, the second quote, quote, Mike Trout, Tom Brady, and LeBron James be damned. Dumpling is 2019's best athlete. Uh, for slapping people <laughs> into complete oblivion all around uh, him? Okay. I will say this, though. I watched a video of him in the slapping. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it wasn't honest. Mm-hmm. But if the video was completely honest, I'm terrified of him. Mm-hmm. Because when people would slap him, the only thing that moved was his head barely. Okay. Like it it was like he was the terminator and like someone hit a robot. Uh-huh. And when he would slap others, yeah. they would stagger backwards instantly. <laughs> I don't think it's fake. I don't. I I believe it's real and that makes it terrifying. Yeah, no, it's way worse that it isn't fake. Oh, God, I do not ever want to meet this person. Some people want to see sports stars and, you know, be close to them and get their autograph and shit like this. I do not ever want to be in the same room with this guy. I love the idea of, like, a true fan being like, oh, my God, Dumpling, slap me. And then they're, like, in, they wake up five years later after being in a coma. Attorneys say can't do that anymore. (laughs) Last fan dead. (laughs) I keep killing my fan base. All ten of them. It's not good for my merchandising. <laughs> Nike dropped me again. Yeah, I have no sponsorships, so stop slapping real people. <laughs> so, I know that Vice called face slapping the best sport. Okay. But I'd love to move on to the next and possibly greatest sport that I have ever found. All right, give it to me. Extreme ironing. Get the fuck out of here. Get I fucking... <laughs> I'm leaving. You said this was sports. I mean, if you're not ironing animals or people, I don't want anything to do with this. It basically started because this random English guy, we're back in England. Oh, of course this is a fucking English sport. So, this random assholes. (laughs) An English guy named Tony Hyam in 1980 was basically inspired by his brother-in-law, John Slater, who was like, I'm going to iron in all these weird locations, such what? as the middle of the airport this or on a mountain. This is 100% a sport that is inspired by meth use. This, was a, he was, this guy was <laughs> obsessively ironing because he's a meth head, and he <laughs> was staying up for 17 hours at a time. He was manic. This is not a good example to set for the children. He also ironed on top of a telephone booth. <sighs> <laughs> so there are people who do dispute... Who started the sport, not the fact that it's a sport. I'm going to go to the most extreme places 
and do the most boring thing there is. <laughs> this is my legacy. It's my dream. So other extreme ironing enthusiasts yeah. claim that Phil Shaw was the father of the sport when he needed to iron something but wanted to rock climb at the same time. Nobody did. That, I call so bullshit. he did. Calling bullshit on this. Nobody needs to rock climb and iron something. You don't rock climb on the way to a job interview, okay? <laughs> That's not how it goes. <laughs> he was, no, he got home from work basically and I'm he was sorry like. Sorry, I'm late. The bus didn't come and I had to fucking climb here. <laughs> he needed to iron something for tomorrow, but uh-huh. he wanted to rock climb and it, light was dwindling and he's like, I gotta rock climb, but I also gotta iron. I know, I'll do it at the same time. That, 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 I wish he had fallen. I wish he'd fallen off the hill. <laughs> off the rock. Quote, quote from Goliath.com. I don't quote, know why I'm so mad at this sport, but I am. I'm really, I'm really, I'm, oh, I'm salty about it. Quote, this is both an extreme sport and a performance art, mm. which originated in the UK, but a documentary on the sport helped popularize it around the world, and it is now performed globally. As the name suggests, it sees people taking ironing boards to remote and extreme locations where there they then iron items of clothing. S-M-H. Fuck my head? No. <laughs> S-M-H. I'm shaking my head. Oh, I heard, I heard F-M-H. Fuck my life. F-M-L. S-M-H. I was like, fuck my head. I, I mean, just ask Nick for Jason, a fucking blowjob when he, you get home. He left. He went to the spa. Jason, you need, you're going to need to fuck my head. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle this. Fuck my head. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so, I hate this sport. I need to tell you about the best photos of this sport that I saw. Okay. I, although you probably, if you used an ironing board as a surfboard, really kill two birds here. Nobody did that. Well, so uh, yet, I just I invented saw, it. It's a sport I, saw, I just invented. It's already a sport. It's extreme ironing. No, this is surfboard ironing. Okay. Well, I saw amazing photos of people ironing all over the place. Okay. How exciting. Pe- people were ironing on the side of a mountain. <sighs> they were ironing underwater with scuba gear. Well, that's dumb. They were also ironing. <laughs> were they ironing inside of an air bubble underwater or were they ironing... Fucking sopping wet clothes underwater. That one. And was they the iron also, plugged in? Did they, they electrocute also, the fish? They were also ironing while skydiving. See, if you take an iron underwater and it's not plugged into anything, you're not actually ironing anything. When you're when you're underwater and soaking wet clothes, I am gonna have to calm down. It really seems like you're taking this personally. Yeah. None of these people started this sport to hurt you. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'm fine now. I'm fine now. I got it out of my system. Now I'm done. <laughs> my name's Phil Shaw. I'm going to start a sport that's going to piss off this weird bloke named Kevin Eld. And then he's going to need someone to fuck his head. What? It started in the 80s? <laughs> so what, what the fuck did Phil Shaw have against my infant self? I was like a toddler when this was invented. He somehow him. met your parents and was like, a curse on your children. Uh, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Phil Collins is the only good British Phil. So the sport has become so popular that it formed the EIB, the Extreme Ironing Bureau, oh. and the Extreme Ironing International. This is the sequel to MIB. 
Oh. Here come the EIBs. <laughs> they are a bunch of dickheads. Ironing in water, ironing in air, ironing your underwear everywhere. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, God. Do you think, do you respect this sport? I fucking love it. Okay, good. Now I think it is truly the stupidest thing I've ever read. Great. But I also really value the fact that these people are willing to carry a fucking iron and an ironing board into the wilderness but for miles. The pro- are they plugging it into anything? This is my question. Are they just, see, my point is they're posers, right? Okay, it's an inane sport that doesn't do anything. I mean, they're hiking otherwise or climbing otherwise. But if they're not plugging the iron in to iron clothes, they are not ironing. And so it's just a photo op with an ironing board, which is the stupidest thing that there is. Is any sport not an inane thing that doesn't do anything? Yes. Wrestling. It turns me on, mm. and therefore it is of use. Fucking love wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I watch the sports for the uniforms. Okay, sure. Okay, okay. what is the bright side? Well, I, I, had a, I suspected we were getting here because you said this was the stupidest thing I've ever <laughs> read. And, and I don't think we're going to do another sport after the stupidest one either of us have either <laughs> ever heard of. So. Well, I will say this. I left a handful of sports off of this. Oh, I'm sure. That are comparable. Okay. So there may be a follow-up episode at some point. Hey, that'd be fun. Because there are some other doozies out there. <laughs> if you know of sports I did not mention that yeah. deserve a mention, yeah. please message me. Yeah, and, and I'll cover it right now because we are all thinking it. Sport fucking. Jason, you didn't mention it, but it's a it's a real sport. I understand now. All I right. like this. Okay, fine. So... um. I think when we're talking about bright sides, I think the bright side, one bright side is that we have now so many great date ideas. You're going to take uh, Nick bog snorkeling? Bog snorkeling, yes. I'm thinking yeah. about bun climbing. I'm going to climb his buns. God. Yes. And then, you know, I guess when I get up there, eat them. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's literally what we've been training for our entire lives. <laughs> I was born for this. No, I was trained for this. <laughs> you can't was, train a I was bun climber. Groomed You're for this? born a bun climber. <laughs> Don't be bun climbing phobic. Cause I was born this way. Gotta climb these buns. <laughs> num 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 buns. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I, yeah, we could do we could do all these things. So I would say first for me, these sports allow people to reveal special skills about themselves they might not have known about themselves or fetishes. Correct, mm-hmm. face slapping. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I so I I feel like any of these things, like you know, if if taken to the extreme, uh, could absolutely be a fetish. <laughs> oh man. You ironed underwater. No, you oh, didn't. Boy. No, except for that one. No, you didn't. Oh God! You, you literally can't iron something underwater. Oh. Ugh. Oh my God! He ironed in space. I bet they do have to iron in space. No, they probably don't have to iron in space. Did you see that one about the iron on the hot air balloon? Oh. Oh God. <laughs> so the other thing is, these sports are fun for the most parts. Sure. 
Except for the extreme ironing, which is just I, makes me irate. I just don't want all the extreme ironers to like come give us one stars because you're so anti-ironing. <laughs> yeah, fine. We're gonna get doxed by the extreme ironers. Oh no! Wouldn't that be ironic? I'm really mad at you right now. I'm you. You have the face of that meme with the dog who's ah, like made a joke. Ironic. <sighs> they ironed underwater. They got awards for it. Don't you think? What? A little too ironic. And yeah, I really do think. It's a stupid sport and I wish it would die. Okay. Okay. It's dumb. I don't care if you're high. (laughs) It's true. These sports would be better high. Just Uh, take a hike or go for a ride. Doesn't matter if you're ironing. <laughs> okay, now I'm done dunking on ironing as a sport. It's a sport. We have I, to agree to disagree about this. I legit am going to try. Like, I'm excited now mm-hmm. to, like, find somewhere random to iron and send you a picture. Okay, but it's ironing while you're doing something else. It's not it's that it's like it's ironing while you're doing a sport. It's, it's not It's extreme ironing. Oh god, okay. Okay, great. Which is good because I, you have to look good for all of the the squirrels that are out on your on your wilderness adventure. No. Um I would like to invite people to uh send Kevin extreme ironing photos. Yes. Please um, do. And but do it safely. What? Extreme safely. Don't yeah, what do you mean? Don't stalk me in order to get them into my grubby little hands? No, no. I mean when they do the extreme ironing oh, as a sure. sport, just be safe. It's extreme. I don't want them to get hurt. You know, if anyone is going to go so far as to give me ironing pictures, just just go in your backyard or something. You know. Don't 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 trouble yourself. I will immediately set them on fire, the pictures. So you can't set digital on fire. You absolutely can. I will destroy my computer and never look at it again. <laughs> so the other fun thing is that they provide extra fun to watch and this stuff. Uh, for example, it, it was not fun to watch the slapping, but I did. <laughs> and But I liked watching, uh, you know, pictures of ironing. Great. So that's that's... <laughs> That's what we're saying is go find your fetish, people. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> so many things you can look at. I think one of the face slapping fights like went on for 10 minutes. And I was oh. like, 10 minutes of slapping seems like way too long. I feel like you got to call someone out. Absolutely. Oh, God. I, the The problem for me in that situation is that they train for this. <laughs> can you imagine the semifinals of slapping? Oh, my God. They just go up to random strangers. Slap me. <laughs> Probably. They're like Houdini. Just punch me in the gut. If you slap me, I'll slap you back. (laughs) (laughs) Slap me. Slap me for sport. Okay. Now because of stand your ground laws, you know what's coming. (laughs) Will you please slap me? Whack. Thank you. Now I slap you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for training. Now you'll die. (laughs) Thank you so much for this. Uh, I, yeah, I wish I didn't know this. <laughs> you know what? I take it back. There's one more bright side. <laughs> what? What is it? 
With something that nobody died at doing, I caused Kevin the most amount of pain. Oh, that's true. I, you know what? I nobody had the office pool going that Kevin was going to get completely incensed about extreme ironing. Nobody wins with this one. I legitimately thought you were going to be despondent over the fact that bun climbing was not about butts. Well, it's about food, so it's like the second best thing. I also thought you might enjoy competitive sleeping. So I had that one wrong. Unfortunately, I am such a terrible sleeper that I actually I, I actually don't like sleeping. Yeah. Just as a normal thing because I'm so bad at it. And then the and I, um, so this is another it's competitive sleeping is just another sport I would be terrible at. So thanks from my middle school self. Thanks for bringing that up again. <laughs> Go to bed. Um, <laughs> I can't. And, <laughs> and then I really enjoyed the fact that you um I just it's a new weapon for everyone. What? Extreme oh. ironing. God damn, you're right. Damn it. Okay, I'm going to have to edit that entire portion of this episode out. That's the best fucking part of this episode. Sorry. Hope we got some other good stuff in there. Okay, thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> thanks, Jason, <laughs> for this awful topic. And I'll see you very soon. I'll see you for Zoom games in a couple days. Yes. Great. And we'll see everybody else next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. No, so what I'm saying... Damn it, Phil! (laughs) I'm sorry, I'll let you talk. So what I'm saying is, you take an iron, you bring it up a mountain, and then you're an athlete. Fuck you, Phil! (laughs) Fuck you! Okay. You're so mad! I hate Phil Shaw or the other guy. Okay. Are we are we good? We're good. Okay. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BrightSideK and J and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com Until next week, don't forget to look look on on the the bright bright side. side!